0: Welcome to the 12 Days of Edition Wars. In this year's series, we're taking a deep dive into the iconic spells of Dungeons & Dragons. What were they like at first? How have they changed? Are they better than ever? We're going to talk about all that and more. So the next spell on our agenda is Sleep. Uh, The the famous uh, crowd control content skip spell of low-level... Uh, D&D since forever it's never moved off of start of play at all yep never Uh, has moved and that's always been wild to me because um, other than D&D the other side of my gaming background is LARPing where a single target sleep spell is treated as a high level kill spell but Mm. there's no way to lock it to hit dice ranges that's not a thing right right yeah. Like, there's not even a concept of what that would mean yeah. and so like um it's a- as good as a death right um because if someone's asleep you can just kill and blow them right huh? yeah or you know you're using it because you specifically don't want that person dead and you need to either subdue them or just like you're putting them to sleep and you're walking past and by the time they wake up it won't be a problem anymore right
1: it literally is the get out of jail free card yeah right like it's a yeah. ma- major massive spell but it's it's always priced you know
0: in in whatever sense that it, any individual game has a price quite high right right uh like, yeah. in one game that had you know five levels of spells with you know death spells at at fifth, mm-hmm. the sleep would be fourth because it had one more kind of defense that was possible right. than uh, than death because yeah. it was yeah. inherently mental. So mental resists would also stop it.
1: I mean, the thing is also that at these low levels in, in D&D, though, like a magic user might only have one spell. So in that oh, for respect, for sure, for if sure, they've sure. if they've got and sleep, right, then that is a high price, right? Because it's their only resource for that day.
0: I mean it's sort of so self-evidently more content control than Magic Missile, right? Especially True. the early Magic Missile, which
1: right. we'll get to. Yeah. But Yes, we definitely will get to Magic Missile. We're uh, going to do all the hits, ladies and gentlemen. All the hits. We, we've got them. So let, let, yeah, me, yeah. let me actually read this spell so we can see sort of what the original edition says about it. Absolutely. It says, a sleep spell affects from 2 to 16, so basically 2d8, first level types. I'm reading this exactly, okay? First level types. Hit dice of up to 1 plus 1. From 2 to 12, so 2d6. Second level types. Hit dice up to 2 plus 1. And from one to six, so one d6, third level types, and but one fourth level type. So it's, it it could affect something up to hit dice four plus one, which is actually pretty massive in original edition. I mean, that's a very dangerous creature for first-level wizard who might have a sleep spell, right? It says the spell always affects up to the number of creatures determined by the dice. If more than the number rolled could be affected, determine which sleep by random selection. So like it could affect a huge number, right? Yeah. But the chances it's all of
0: those. Right. It, it affects it all of those. Not it, right. or.
1: It's not an or. It's not, well, if you want to cast it on the first level types, you might affect 16 of them. And if you want to cast it on the fourth level type or four hit die, right, then you might only affect one. No, no. It's all of those two to 16 first level plus, two to 12 second level plus, one to six third level plus. A fourth level, right? Or one one hit die, two hit die, three hit die, three four hit die, right? So yep. that's really powerful. But again, if this if you are a wizard and you are first level, this could be your only spell, for sure, right? For sure. So I mean, it, it makes sense that it's powerful, right? It makes sense. And that it's powerful
0: to some extent, it's also a spell that you are going to fully outgrow in a way that a lot of right. first level spells mm-hmm. r- retain pretty clear utility. Later on, because it's interesting that, like, here and really across most iterations, it doesn't have a way to grow with you at all. Right. Right. I've always found that kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, so let's look at the other iterations. So here's Holmes Basic. Holmes Basic, remember, gives you levels one to three, and it was written with the intention that you are going to go from Holmes directly to AD and D. Like that was the idea. You want to do more, you go to AD and D. As opposed to like BX and basic, which were maybe meant to stay sort of in their own line. But anyway, this says sleep. It's a level one spell, has a range of 240 feet, which actually isn't different from OE. I didn't give you the range in OE, but it's the same. Duration is 4 to 16 turns. And it says, puts all kinds of creatures to sleep for 2 to 8 turns. Monsters of higher level are less affected as follows to determine the number of creatures put to sleep by the spell if the creatures have up to one die of hit points or one die plus one so one hit one plus one hit die roll two eight sided to find the number to put to sleep if they have two hit dice uh worth of hit points roll 2d6 if they have three roll uh one six sided. So that's the same, right? Everything yep. we're saying is the same. And then uh creatures of four hit dice, uh, only one will be so it's the same. It affects the same number of creatures, yep. possibly. It's and just it's a, stated differently. It's just stated little... differently, right? It's stated more the way I read it with because when I was yeah. reading the one in OE, I was adding the that would be, you know, yeah, two D8 yeah. or two D. Yeah. And it didn't say that in the text. It would, that was just an obvious thing to me. Uh, but it says creatures with more hit dice are unaffected by the spell. Undead are always unaffected. And there are no saving throws allowed. So that's something that original edition didn't say, right? Yeah. Nowhere in here does it say anything about undead or any type of creature that can't be affected by mind affecting spells or anything like that. Nothing is, is in there. This is just, it's going to affect these. It doesn't even tell us, by the way, the duration in OE. At least oh, right. with, with Holmes, it gives us a duration. Because I think with, with OE, it's like you're doing it so that you can either get away or you're going to kill them all after they're asleep, right? Yep. So it doesn't matter what the duration is, right? That's right. You're right. That's right. Um, then uh, basic, what is this? Oh, basic. Um, basic has this range is the same duration, four to sixteen turns, which is the same, right? Yep. Uh, this is BX basic. Okay, so not Beckme, but BX. So the Tom Moldvay red, uh, red box, mar- magenta box. Uh, this- oh, here we start the real depowering. Yeah. Though. Okay. So it says the spell will put creatures to sleep for 4d4 turns. The caster can only affect creatures with 4 plus 1 hit dice or less. Only one creature with 4 plus 1 hit dice will be affected. Otherwise, it affects 2 to to 16 or 2 to 8 hit dice of creatures. The undead cannot be put to sleep. When affecting a group of creatures of mixed levels, lower level creatures will always be put to sleep before higher level ones. Mm -hmm. Any pluses are ignored. For example, 2 plus 1 hit die is treated just as 2. Creatures with less than 1 hit die are still considered as 1 hit die creatures. Any sleeping creature may be awakened by force, such as a slap, A sleeping creature may be killed, regardless of its hit points, with a single blow with any edged weapon. For example, a party encounters four hungry lizardmen. Sarian, and elf, casts a sleep spell at them. The DM rolls 2d8. The result of seven means that seven levels of creatures are affected. The lizardmen have two plus one hit dice each, so you treat them like two hit die creatures for the effects of the spell. Three of the lizardmen fall asleep because seven divided by two is three and a half, uh, You can't partially be asleep, so you ignore the half, and that puts three of them to sleep, but there were four of them, so now they only have to fight one of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless he kicks one of the other ones and wakes it up yep right it's basically the idea there so now notice how it's explaining now right now it's telling us okay here's how this would really work in play that was nowhere near right being thought of in oe right in original D D, it was just assumed you're going to understand how to run this right or you're just going to do it right because just run it like gary yeah. would what's the problem exactly right i mean like yeah of course, and then in 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 Holmes, right? It starts to describe a little bit more, and now in BX, it's even a little bit more. Let's look at Beckmeat, which is the well. Um, well hang on, I, okay, I really yeah, want yeah. to
0: make the point that it is very much depowered here because now you're ro- rolling the total number of hit dice of creatures rather than the number of creatures of each hit die value, right? this creates a, a total pool right. of 2d8 hit dice that you knock right, out right. yeah rather than right. so 2d8 of first uh, 2d8 of one hit die and yeah oops. and so on down right, right. Oops, then uh, 2d6 okay. then uh, 1d6 then one like the this is just a huge stripping down of power which is not inappropriate to me right. but is very striking as a change in design and worth pointing out, this is the model that's going to survive.
1: Right. So let, let's do a little bit of math here with it. Right. So, so you're going to affect 2d8 creatures. Let's say you roll max. Okay. Mm-hmm. 16 creatures. Okay. 16, sorry, 16 hit dice. Hit worth dice. creatures. Right. Yep. And let's say everything you're facing has two. That means you're going to hit eight creatures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um. Let's go to, um, to origin uh let's go to, to, to uh homes. Yep. And if we had if we had 16 two hit die creatures, right, it's going to affect two d eight creatures uh with two hit dice or more. No, no, two no, d six. No, two d6. Two d six. So it let's say you roll maximum, you get twelve. Yep. Right. So still you're not putting all of them asleep. Well. But if you're in a, if they were in a mixed group, you might have put the five one-hit die goblins or kobolds down, with the same spell, whereas you wouldn't have done that, in, in, uh, in, in BX, right? Sure. Yeah. Because in BX, it's to- it totals up the number of hit dice that you. So if there's five one hit die goblins and you uh-huh. rolled if you rolled two if you even if you rolled 16 hit dice worth of creatures that mm-hmm. takes five of those away now you've only got eleven left that's and right. now if, if everything else that's left is two hit dice you're never gonna put all those to sleep. So it's definitely weaker, but I'm not sure it's that much weaker dependent on the the mix of the group of creatures that you would be dealing well, with. Well right. No, you'd be getting
0: about as many like assuming Good rolls. Like, mm-hmm. st- sorry. Let's assume average to be sort of legit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if it, if you have all one hit die size, then you're getting uh, the same at one hit die. If there's anything greater than uh, one hit die, you're getting less. Like substantially right. less. That's yeah, yes. Th- th- yes. There are a lot of. That's why I said depending on you, the mix, right? The mix of much. it. Yeah. Right. For sure. Um, like your your worst case with the other ones is still kind of better, assuming there is someone at each shit die value to mm-hmm. even care about.
1: Right. Well, let let's look at Beckme to see what Beckme does with this. Uh, I
0: do also think it's. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. One more it's time. okay. No. Uh, I, do, I do think it's. Striking that, uh, like an ogre is a fairly classic four plus one hit die, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think it's striking that a first level wizard could just point at an ogre if, it, if that ogre is the only guardian. Well, I guess we're good, mm-hmm. and like that's just right, it's impressive, mm-hmm. um, like. It's their only spell, but man, that sure was an ogre that could have wiped right. the party right there. Yeah, yeah, Just for sure. No One doubt. hit. Yeah. Yeah, no. for sure.
1: One hit and and each each but, party member goes down. Right. That's right. All right. Please continue. So let's so let's talk about Beck Me. And we're gonna find it's basically the same as BX, mm-hmm. right? Because the range is the same, two, 240 feet. Uh the duration, four to sixteen. That's 44 turns. Uh, two to sixteen hit dice of living creatures within 40. Now it gives us a range that it affects within 40. Yep square foot area, okay? It says, this spell will put creatures to sleep for up to 16 turns. It will only affect creatures with 4 plus 1 hit dice or less, same as before. Generally, small or man-sized. So now it's kind of giving you the category. It's meant to affect basically man-sized or smaller creatures, right? Right. All the creatures to be affected must be within a 40 by 40 foot area. The spell will not work against undead or very large creatures such as dragons. Any sleeping creature, which I don't know what dragon you're going to have that's a less than four hit dice but whatever any sleeping creature can be awakened by force such as a slap or a kick now now it tells us yes you can kick it it doesn't have to be a slap in the face it can be kick a sleeping creature may be killed with a single blow of any edged weapon regardless of its hit points your dungeon master will roll to find the total hit dice of monsters affected using 2d8 the victims get no saving throw so this has that same weakness of you're now no longer separating it by category and rolling a number of hit die affected per category. You're now doing it still with just 2d8. No matter what, the maximum you could possibly do is 16, right? If they were all one hit die creatures. Yep. But And, and I know. find it
0: maybe a little unnecessary here for the DM to roll the dice. Seems like a perfectly fine time for the... Well, to roll the dice and the DM to resolve it. But I mean that's by later edition. Yeah,
1: mentality. I mean, but beck Beckme has a lot of things where you're not really sure, you know, like it's meant to rash up the ratchet up the tension of you just walked into this room in a dungeon and stumbled upon, you know, 20 goblins. You your wizard cast your know, magic user casts, you know, or your elf or whatever casts sleep, and there's this moment of holding your breath waiting for you know, finding out how many of them fall down, right. you know, asleep. And that's, that's also, you know, you know, your, your DM is also rolling for finding secret doors and like all of these things. So this isn't, this isn't, would not be like something that anybody said, oh, that's really weird. I don't, you know, back then you would. You yeah, fair said enough. That, right? Fair enough. Um, Let's look at uh, 1E then. First edition sleep, it's level one. It's an enchantment slash charm. It's because they're putting them into schools now. Yep, that means something uh, now. Yep, means something now. Tells you the components, tells you the casting time. It's one segment. Uh, it says this. When a magic user casts a sleep spell, he or she will usually cause a comatose slumber to come upon one or more creatures. Other than undead and certain other creatures specifically excluded, see the advanced d d monster manual from the spell's effects. All creatures to be affected by the sleep spell must be within a three, uh, and it's inches, but that means yeah, – depending on whether you're outside or inside, it either means yards or feet and – yeah, or yards or <laughs> – what is it? Yeah, anyway, you get the idea. There's different uh, distances here. Yeah, but,
0: um, I'm aware of that, and yeah. it will always hurt my brain.
1: Uh, and here's here's the thing, though. Here's the table, Okay. This is the area of effect is determined by the range and area center decided upon by the spellcaster. Slapping or wounding will awaken the affected creatures, but noise will not do so. Awakening requires one complete melee round. Note that sleeping creatures can be slain automatically at a rate of one per slayer per melee round. The material component for this spell is a pinch of fine sand, rose petals, or a live cricket. Now... Here's the I like the sand right because Sandman yeah. right but yeah, yeah. uh so here's the thing I mean that's so in other words that's been uh, in here for a very long time here's what it wow. says um you your creatures hit dice up to one you could affect four d four of them so four to sixteen
0: yep
1: one hit die to plus one to two right so anything above above one to two two d eight sorry two two eight so two d four 2 plus 1 to 3, so anything above 2 but up to 3 is 1 to 4, so 1d4. 3 plus 1 to 4 is 1 or 2 of them, so d4 in half, okay? And yeah. then 4 plus 1 to 4 plus 4, you're either going to affect it not at all, or you will affect only one of them. Yep. So you roll a d4 and you get a 3 or a 4, so there's a 50% chance that you'll affect it. Right. I mean... So... A yeah. little bit more powerful than than the basic, right? Yep. Uh, and it's
0: and this is where it's important to take some of the uh, publication dates into mm-hmm. account mm-hmm. to actually chart a trend line, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Because this came out in 77. Mm-hmm. Some of the others came out as late well, as it is, about 83.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah, I mean, Beckme, yeah. So I do all the basics together, but yes, Beckme, the Mincer Beckme set came out in… In 82, 83, BX came out, I think 81, but Holmes was, Holmes was right there around the, the publication of the PHB. Yep. And, and so
0: like, this is definitely a rejiggering of the math, Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that it is an all of the above, you at least have a chance at things that are way up there uh, does rate it as the most powerful one we've seen in a
1: minute. Right. Right. Uh, Uh, So let's look at 2E. 2E has this nice uh, piece of artwork. And one of these days
0: I'm going to get used to the fact that you have that printing of uh, (laughs) 2E, but today's not that day. I'm doing my best.
1: (laughs) All right. So let's take a look at this. Sleep, enchantment, charm. It kept its same school, range of 30 yards, uh, five rounds per level, which actually that was the duration in 1E2. So it's actually quite a long duration. Um, relatively speaking. When a wizard casts a sleep spell, he causes a comatose slumber to come upon one or more creatures other than undead and certain other creatures specifically excluded from the spell's effects. All creatures to be affected by the sleep spell must be within 30 feet of each other. The number of creatures that can be affected is a function of hit dice or levels. The spell affects 2d4 hit dice of monsters. Monsters with 4 plus 3 hit dice ...or more are unaffected. The center of the area of effect is determined by the spellcaster. The creatures with the least hit dice are affected first, and partial effects are ignored. For example, a wizard casts sleep at three kobolds, two gnolls, and an ogre. The roll, which is 2d4, so 2 to 8, is 4. All the kobolds and one of the gnolls is affected, because the kobolds are half-hit die... So half plus half plus half plus two is three and a half, which is as close as you can get to four without going over, Monty Hall. Um, and oh, note worker. that the, re- yeah, the, the remainder is not enough to affect the last null or ogre. And then it says slapping or wounding awakens the affected creatures, but normal noise does not. Awakening requires one entire round. Magically sleeping opponents can be attacked with substantial bonuses. The material component for this spell is a pinch of spine, sand, rose petals, or live cricket. Notice you cannot automatically coup de gras yep. these creatures anymore. That's the one big change. And your number affected is 2d4 total. So we went back to the lessened version of this, right? A-
0: and cut it deeper, right? And cut it very the, the, much this deeper, is, This yes. is the weakest one we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think we touched on the smaller area of effect in one E, but the uh, within thirty feet of each other mm-hmm. is um, right. Yeah. We see within a three-inch diameter circle, yeah. right? Um, right. As opposed to the the forty foot by forty foot right. that we saw before that. From, so, yeah,
1: from for, for Beckme, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So you know, this is this is cutting way back. Um, it's still really hard to get through. Being a first level wizard, y'all. Let's <laughs> slow a roll here a little bit. Yeah, but, it is. Uh, it's rough. I, I think if I had to guess, right? I, I was not there in the room with uh, Zeb Cook, more a Pity, um, <laughs> to to discuss the you know, changes to this spell's design. Um, but in my defense, I was eight. Um,
1: <laughs> well, I don't know why uh, you were weren't there then.
0: come on look i agree i think that (laughs) i think that i was neglected in my youth but what i want to say is that i i feel like probably this is just a case of um what if we didn't let the wizard just solo the encounter and we had everybody else in the party you know around to Mm -hmm. play also right yeah Um, sure so you know I, i don't you know, hate this just, um, it, it is a, a, a pretty deep nerf to yeah. this iconic spell. Yeah.
1: Well, let's, let's look what happens. Let's look what happens in third edition then. So here's third edition. It's an enchantment compulsion mind affecting. It's a barred one sorcerer, one wizard, one nerf has all got three deeper. components. A yeah. Uh, casting times one round range is medium, which is hundred feet plus 10 feet per level. The area of effect is one or more living creatures within a 10-foot radius burst. Duration is one minute per level. A will save negates, and it does have spell resistance applied if a creature has such. A sleep spell causes a magical slumber to come upon four hit dice of creatures. Creatures with the fewest hit dice are affected first. Among creatures with equal hit dice, those who are closest to the spell's point of origin are affected first. Hit dice that are not sufficient to affect a creature are wasted. For example, Miley casts sleep at one rat, which is a quarter hit die, one kobold, which is one hit die, two gnolls, which are two hit dice each, and an ogre, which is a four hit die creature. The rat, the kobold, and one gnoll are affected because it's a quarter hit die for the rat, one hit die for the kobold, two hit dice for the gnoll, the one gnoll which is three and a quarter, which gets you as close as you can get to four without going over. The remaining three-quarter hit dice is not enough to affect the last knoll or ogre. Miley can't choose to have sleep affect the ogre or the two knolls. Sleeping creatures are helpless. Slapping or wounding awakens an affected creature, but normal noise does not. Awakening a creature is a standard action, an application of the aid-another action. Sleep does not target unconscious creatures, constructs, or undead. Material components are a pinch of fine sand, rose petals, or a live cricket. So I appreciate the note that it doesn't affect uh, unconscious creatures. Mm
0: -hmm. They're targeted at all. Right. So that you could cast it again and expect something
1: different to happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which Um, is good. Sure. And
0: and it's also worth noting that uh, wizards in third level, uh, sorry, in third edition, Mm -hmm. get bonus spells for having an intelligence bonus. Right. So- you pretty definitely start with two first-level spells.
1: Right. But notice pretty. also we've nerfed the number of creatures that can be affected again. Brutally. Because brutally it's nerfed. four yeah. hit. But there's no roll anymore. You, it's yep. not even like the luck of the roll. Hey, I, I only rolled 2d4 or 2d8, but look, I rolled really high. No, no. Here it's four hit dice. Yep. Four. As soon as you hit four or as close to it as you can, you're done. Yeah, and it af- it affects them not in a random order. It affects them f- based on how close they are to the origin of the burst. Right. The so,
0: the yeah. priority being something the player can calculate at the time of casting, and thus could choose to center somewhere else. Right. Is the most third-ed thing. Right. 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 And and not at all surprising in in fourth or fifth. Oh sure. Uh,
1: I, I want to say. Well, speaking of, let's talk about fourth. Right. In fourth, it's a wizard attack one power, sleep. The flavor text is you exert your will against your foes, seeking to overwhelm them with a tide of magical weariness. It is a daily power, has the arcane implement and sleep keywords. It's a standard action to cast it. It is a, a burst two within 20 squares. So you can select an origin within, uh, you know, 100 feet of yourself, and then it will affect basically a 10 feet in all directions around that so the basic size is the same as in is in third edition um and then it's uh each creature in burst uh, gets affected it is uh attack. you have to make an attack roll it's an intelligence versus uh, intelligence based attack versus will so you're attacking their will defense you're not attacking their ac or their hit dice uh the target is slowed and they get a chance to make a save. If they fail the first saving throw, then they become unconscious. They basically, they get a turn to try to save against the effect. They get kind of weary. They got to shake their head. They're a little bit slowed, which means slowed in fourth edition means your movement move goes down to two, but basically everything else is fine. You can still attack, you can still do other things. Uh, And then if if you you don't get to your target, if if you can get to your target, right, right. That's true. Uh, If you can get to, and when you're slowed, two becomes your speed and that's all you get as far as you can move. Right. That's right. Um, but so if you fail your saving throw, then you, then after, after that, you just fall, you fall asleep. Yep. Right. So now you're down. in
0: terms of actually putting people to sleep, this has, you know, two failure moments, mm-hmm. uh, with the intelligence attack versus will. And, you know, you're going to, mm-hmm. if you're going to attack a lot of targets, which you you mm-hmm. really ought to, right. uh, you're gonna hit some and miss some that's just mm-hmm. how it is right um, yeah and then the target can uh, pass its first saving throw to uh to end the effect because that's that's save ends right, right. um however
1: that's a really good attack spell in fourth edition that's right. really nice mm-hmm. yeah um, Well, because, so just for people who don't know fourth very well, you don't make your save right away. You make your save at the end of your turn. So you will definitely spend, if you're affected by this spell, you will spend one turn slowed no matter what. And if you fail to save at the end of your turn, you fall asleep. You just fall right down. You're just unconscious. We talked
0: about this in a really early episode Mm -hmm. uh, because we did actually go through saving throws in Mm -hmm. excruciating detail. Yeah. But um, your saving throws in fourth are just a test to see if you can roll uh, 10 or better. Mm-hmm. They're like death saves in 5th in edition, right? right? Uh, okay. There are ways to get
1: modifiers, but they're not common. No, um, they're, they are the least common of anything in the game is modifiers to your save. Yeah. Um, it's not impossible for PCs to get them from leaders,
0: but monsters are not going to have adjustments to their saves right. unless they are elites or... Right. Um, uh uh bosses
1: right
0: right it's just not gonna happen right um and so this is a little better than it looks and the fact that there's no hit die cap Mm -hmm. right you can that this stays everybody (laughs) this stays good into the late game right um the way damage wouldn't right
1: the other thing is here, you know, I've been talking about it as if, oh, you get slowed if you get hit. If you get missed, you still get slowed. You right. just don't, you don't have to, you have to save against remaining slow, but there's no chance of you falling actually asleep. You, you will never fall unconscious due to this right. effect if you get missed, but there's still an effect because this is a daily power. So a wizard is going to be able to cast this once a day, no matter what. Yep. Right. So once they've cast it, they just cannot cast it again. So you know that's why it has a miss effect because you don't want to cast it and then you miss every single creature that was in the area of effect. How lame would that feel, right? Well,
0: right, and so, and it really doesn't believe in uh, a you know, single save or suck mm-hmm. situation. They right. really right. try to avoid that. Yep. Uh, so, though the way stunned save end works, you know,
1: okay, right, yeah,
0: uh, so, it's a little more complicated.
1: Yeah, let's let's look at uh let's look at fifth edition. And so in fifth edition, we have a first level spell, casting time of one action. The range is ninety feet. It's a 20 foot radius in that 90 feet. That's a pretty uh,
0: respectable range. Yeah, in
1: that's that's pretty good. Uh one minute duration, it's an enchantment spell. Uh no, spell. no save and also no attack roll needed. Yep. Uh it says this spell sends creatures into a magical slumber. Roll 5D8. five D eight. Five. Five D eight. The total is how many hit points, not hit dice, and now we're away from any kind of hit die thing, right? But what you're rolling is the average hit die, so it's five hit dice. Right, right. But but you're counting up hit points because not everybody just uses average hit points. Me, I always roll hit points. Anyway. Boo. So roll 5d8. The total is how many hit points of creatures this spell can affect. Creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within the range, which is 90 feet, are affected in ascending order of their current hit points, you ignore unconscious creatures again. Starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points... Each creature affected by this spell falls unconscious. Until the spell ends, the sleeper takes damage or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. Subtract each creature's hit points from the total before moving on to the creature with the next lowest hit point total. A creature's hit points must be equal to or less than the remaining total for that creature to be affected. Undead and creatures immune to being charmed are not affected by this spell. At higher levels when you cast the spell using a slot of second or higher, you roll an additional 2d8 for each slot. So if you cast this at second level you're rolling 78
0: worth of hit points which kind of sounds good and it kind of is good if you're using this as a follow-up to you know something that really softens them Mm -hmm. up right because here damaging them first means something
1: right yes because you go by the lowest hit point creature first so if yeah. you have ten, 10 or fifteen creatures in front of you, but they all only have one hit point, you might affect them all. Could happen, right? But if you have ten creatures in front of you that all have ten hit points, you might only affect one or two.
0: Yeah, I mean that um, that, that average is not super generous, right? Um, but
1: I, I'm yeah, that's true. But because you can upcast this spell, you have control over how much average. But to be yeah. fair, though. I mean, I don't know how effective this is at later levels, right? It's not the, something where you're definitely going to upcast.
0: Yeah, no, the, the scaling function on the at higher levels is yeah. nowhere near enough to right. keep up with. um right. It's know, not enticing. There are multiple monsters on the field that each have additional hit points. That's not happening. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you just look at you know average hit points for for monsters in the DMG, it becomes painfully clear.
1: Yeah. I mean, but think about this spell, though. I mean, think about where we've been. Oh yeah, right, and and where we where we just got to. So if you look at sleep in in nineteen seventy four, uh, the original edition, right the the very paragon
0: of kill spells. It's amazing,
1: right? And and literally, it is again because remember that the, there there is a thing about the context here, right? The mentality is this wizard may only be able to cast, and they're called magic users, this magic user may only be able to cast this spell. And that's it all day. Well, I mean, what I
0: love about about a literal read of that spell, uh, the spell always affects up to the number of creatures determined by the dice. Mm -hmm. So if you're a first-level party facing five... First, if I have one hit die creatures, but you roll a 10, your whole party is going to sleep because right. those hit points, those hit dice have to get filled. Right. Oops.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> and like, uh, right. But judicious use, right. And that's, but that's right. what being a magic but, user was about.
0: But right? judicious use is hard because there's no area limit.
1: Right. But, but I'm just saying like that, that was just part of the game, right? That yeah. was just part of the, the, I, the, the deal that you were getting into when you chose to pay and play magic user, right? Or yeah, Elf, yeah. Right. So you're, this is what, this is what it's about, right? If you, if you happen to get sleep as your spell, because you didn't always get to choose, sometimes it was mm-hmm. random, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have to learn how to use that thing really well. And that means not putting your party to sleep. Just like if you got fireball, part yeah. of your job is to not fry the other party members right i understood every word in that sentence except Until one still not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so I, but it's interesting though right so we went from this really powerful thing to this still pretty powerful thing but slightly not power not as powerful and then we went to okay now we're really it's not definitely not as powerful but we're trying to show you how it how it can be used and it's pretty good. Uh, and then we went to, you know, went back up to more powerful with first edition and then second edition nerfed us again. Right? Yep. Which is actually surprising to me because I I, I wasn't expecting the power dip. If I were to graph this, right, we start really high and we kind of start going downhill to a trough Uh, and then at first edition it sort of there's a little hump in it right We, we go back uphill and then at second edition we dive down again i wasn't expecting that uh to be honest yeah um and the constraints on it in third edition are tough but third edition because of its sort of tactical mindset It's kind of like fourth edition, right? In fourth edition, it seems like a very simple spell, but tactically speaking, it actually works very well within that system. And you could see what they're doing and why they did the things they did. And I know a lot of people who said, oh, they're only slowed. Well, that nerfed my sleep spell. Why don't they just fall asleep? Except when you think about the way fourth edition worked as a game, it makes sense that they at least get a a save,
0: right? Right. Um, Well, and an area snare like that is... Again, potentially incredible. You right. just need to be 20 squares away right. when you mm-hmm. throw it. Right. right. Well,
1: and, and the thing is, like in fourth edition, there wasn't meant to be a press a button and kill everything. Absolutely not. You know, attack, because that would mean that one person's the star and nobody else got to do anything. That's right. And the whole idea of fourth edition was teamwork. You're all doing something really important. You all get to do something really cool and shine. And then the combat's over. Right, and, and if if the wizard can press a kill button, then that takes all of that away. Absolutely, and that's a little bit how third edition was too, because it was very right. tactical. Um, and right. so, even at low levels, when you start looking at this, it kind of makes sense that this is this this third edition. In this case, the rule is is more textually written, but it really matches fourth edition more than the previous editions in, in a way
0: in tactical intent for sure. Yeah, in tactical um, intent. So, so the difference in 5th edition, and this is not going to be true for all tables, mm-hmm. right? But what I see in 5th edition is this spell retains a use case uh, for fights that aren't intended to challenge you on level. Right. Right? Like This is intentionally either a thing that's here to slow us down, or it's not even a fight. This is a social encounter that went sideways, mm-hmm. Right. Or that, that we pushed sideways because, yeah, we were going to talk to this guard and then we weren't. So sleep, which yeah. is great, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. that's perfectly great because I like PCs having ways to not do the murdering sometimes.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, and sometimes you want to get through a particular location without having to deal with something. Yep, yeah. and and I think. In my campaign,
0: one of the fairly few times someone cast sleep, uh, there was a very nearby PC who um, was low on hit points.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so they soaked up some of those hit they, points, they, they and went,
1: they went Betty by. <laughs> Hello, <a> nap time. <laughs> nap nap. Yeah. So final final thoughts on sleep. There from the beginning, still here in fifth edition. Still, I'm presuming going to be there when we do the next evolution of the game, right? Because they are very iconic, and it's hard to get away from being so iconic, right? I
0: mean, there's there's no question at all that they will be part of the uh, the 2024 revision. That's not even up for discussion. Of course, they will, right? Yeah. Uh, it would be a total failure of backward compatibility uh <laughs> at, at the very most basic level to cut mm-hmm. those spells and I have no doubt in my mind that they'll be part of a putative sixth edition that sure. uh, will will definitely not happen according to uh Jeremy no, Crawford but it's not not happening no I don't folks let's don't kid a kidder there is all I'm there, saying.
1: there have been there there have been five previous editions there will be more yep. it's it's fine it, it really is it's fine.
0: If, if only because of the, uh, inexorable march of time upon all the
1: decision makers. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, I think this is a great place to wrap. We'll end this episode. Brandis, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Well, uh, I have essentially ended my presence on X on that site, Mm -hmm. The, the site previously known as, you know, whatever, um, and so now you can find me on, um, Blue Sky. Um, I have to look up my profile name again. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Blue Sky at Brandestoddard.bsky.social. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon, uh, at Brandestoddard at dice.camp. Those are really the main places to follow me for gaming content at this point. My personal blog is Brenda Stoddard. I write for tribality.com and you can become a backer of my Patreon, uh, which is Brenda Stoddard. How about you, Sam? Uh,
1: I am also not really interacting with the artists formerly known as Twitter. Um, I just don't, I I just don't anymore. Artists. Uh, I still, stretch. well, I, I'm just, that's easy. It's easy to say. Um, I, I, I'm hardly ever on there. I still have my account. I didn't, like, delete my account or anything. Uh, if you ping me there, I will probably eventually see it, but but sure. who knows when. Uh, I am also on Mastodon at dmsamuel at dice.camp, and uh, on my personal blog is RPGMusings.com, and uh, I don't have a Patreon, so you should go and support Brandis at his Patreon. I'll take it. All right. And, folks, stay tuned for what spells that we are going to entertain you with Tomorrow.